Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the GA Statsman podcast, hosted by Matt Hurley. So you're all very welcome along to another episode of the GA Statsman podcast. I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well as usual, of course, throughout the lockdown. In this episode, I welcome Carlo Winter County Hurler and St Mullins Club player Martin Kavna for an interview. But first, I'll be answering a few of your questions through Instagram yet again. This segment's probably going to be an every second episode type of thing. And you all seem to be enjoying it. So let's get cracking into the questions. So I suppose we'll get cracking into a few questions that I put a question box in my story on Instagram. Uh, the first question here is from Kerry Fanpage, and he asks, "Who would win the Under Twenty All Ireland this year? Do you think?" Um, it's probably hard to judge, given these are young players and I don't know too much about them. In hurling, I suppose you have to say Limerick. The way the young players are developing there, this huge money being pumped into that county. JP McManus behind that. And yeah, they won the minor Monster Championship to beat Tipperary recently. So I suppose I'll go with Limerick and judge and you look at Cork, a few of their players have now moved on to senior now next year. So I would think Yeah, I would think Limerick would probably win it next season. But for this season in hurling, I'd probably go with thinking about though I'd probably go with Cork I know I might be a bit biased in seeing this and I'm discarding Galway and Dublin in a way but yeah Cork looked outstanding as Limerick outstanding against Tip and they probably should have won by more as well in football obviously Galway won this year's edition next year this is a tough one I think Cork would be well equipped for this the likes of Cork Harbour coming in if the likes of Ryan O'Donovan, Jack Lawton, who I thought was excellent in that under-20 final against Kerry, despite us losing. And the fact that Jack Lawton is only 18 years of age as well, which is incredible. I think, you know, Kerry, I think, would definitely be up there once again. It's a tough one. I really think Derry could challenge as well, maybe Tyrone. I think it'll be Cork or Kerry, but it will be a tight championship, without a doubt. And hurling, as I said... In next season's edition, probably Limerick. Another question from the Kerry fan page. He actually asked three questions. Very nice, I suppose. Shows he listens to the podcast in a way. He asked this question. Who'd win the club all earned this year? For me, it'll be Corfin or Ballymun. Now, it's probably going to be confirmed that the club championship is going to start from scratch. So that means Corfin are back into it. I'd probably agree with you there. I'd say Corfin or Ballymun. I probably wouldn't discard Nemo Rangers from Cork. They have the talent without a doubt. They got to the final a few years ago and it's be shown up by Corfin in the end. But yeah, I would think probably Corfin or Ballymun. Maybe Nemo Rangers or Schlotlil could be up there. But Kilcoob as well. But I'd probably go for Shock other than Corfin. I'd probably go Ballymun. They look like a county side, to be honest. Like, how many Dublin players do Ballymun have? I think it's around seven or eight. It's incredible, really. The likes of Deep Rock, 
James McCarthy, the Small Brothers, Emmett Comerford and Gold, Billy McMahon. It's stacked with talent, that team, and it's about time they won an All-Learning Club, in my opinion. And the last question from Kerry GA fan page, at least. And he asks, pick the eight fastest footballers for an Olympic-style 100-meter race. This is actually a good question. I'd probably go Eamon Wallace for Meath as number one. I think he's an unbelievable speedster. Back in the day, 2013, I remember his goal against Tyrone. I was actually at that match at Crow Park. The speed on that guy was unbelievable. I think Stephen O'Brien is quite fast for Kerry. I'd probably have him as my second. Think of a few Dublin players. Are there any fast Dublin players? Jack McCaffrey, if he didn't you know, call it quits this year. But technically, he's still a Dublin player. Like, he hasn't retired fully. So I'd probably have to call Jack McCaffrey as my number three. Who else I'm thinking now? Owen McLaughlin, definitely. Mayo. Unbelievable speedster. And I was speaking the last podcast about it with RF. If you listen to it. And the guy was a cyclist before taking up inter-county football. And it shows the speed on this guy is absolutely frightening. Matty Donnelly for Tyrone is quite fast as well. I'd probably put him as my fifth choice. Ryan McHugh, fast player for Donegal. I'd probably go him as sixth. Sean Powder. Sean Powder, the speed on that guy for a cornerback. So I think I've chosen six so far. Thinking more now. Yeah, there's going to be more that comes with it. But there's a few of them anyway. Eamon Wallace, Jack McCaffrey, Stephen O'Brien, Sean Powder, Owen McLaughlin, Ryan McHugh. Matty Donnelly, and I pick one more. I, I can pick one more, I suppose. It's a very tough one. There's bound to be a lot of speedsters out there. I know. It is a tough. It is really a tough one. I'd probably. Oh, this is this is very tough to pick an eighth. Maybe, maybe a Galway player, possibly. Shane Walsh here is quite fast, so probably I'll have him as number eight. But that is a brilliant question, actually. If you know of any other speedsters, DM me, please, because I'm very interested to know, very intrigued. The next question here comes from 32IE Sports, and he asks, well, it's not really a question really of the GA, but anyway. Patrick Swell or the Hirschig in the FIFA Pro Clubs matchup tonight. No, it's currently five to eight. The match, the pro clubs match, actually starts at eight. If you want to check out, well, why am I saying this? Because the game would have been already over by the time this episode goes out. But anyway, I'm gonna go for bold prediction. And bear in mind, this is before five minutes before the pro clubs match at FIFA commences. I'll go for a name. I'll go Patrick's well. I think the kid Lynch in that, but. I suppose you don't know if they're good at fever or not. But I'm just going to have some guess and going to say Patrick's well. But make sure you watch it. I think it might be repeated on Twitch tonight. Well, hopefully, anyway. I haven't... Well, I'll probably watch it after I do this recording of this episode. But it'll be intriguing, definitely. Follow 32YE Sports. He's creating that pro clubs tournament. And he might do so in the future, given... You know, you, you don't know how long we're going to be in lockdown for... The next question is very good, actually, from D.Dwyer07. He asks, best game you've watched in the last 10 years? I suppose he means games I've gone to live. Judging by last 
Cork Dublin 2010 actually doesn't count technically because that was 2010 and it was the last 10 years. For football, I'd definitely go Cork in Mayo 2017. The atmosphere from the Mayo fans that day was unbelievable. If you were there, Cork were num- well, number 20 to 1 that day. It was incredible, but Cork put in such effort at that game. And it was kind of heartbreaking the way Cork lost in the end. But I suppose every Mayo game is exciting in a way. Hurling, it has to be Cork and Limerick in 2018. I know Cork lost this game as well, but jeez, this game was absolutely unbelievable. Cork in the end should have won it. They were eight points up with seven minutes to go, and Limerick clawed it back somehow without scoring a goal. I think I mentioned this on a GA Fan TV podcast with Aaron talking about Cork GA. But it was incredible the way we lost that game. And I never know how we let that lead slip. And really, when you look at the two teams since, they've gone in completely opposite directions. It's unbelievable. Cork have regressed so much. Limerick are now one of the best teams in Ireland. Well, the best team in Ireland. Yeah, it was it was a crazy game. Crazy game. I'll go with them too, yeah. And the final question here comes from Quiva Mooney. And she asks... What is the best way to promote women's sport? I suppose the best way is to get known social media accounts such as myself. I don't want to brag or anything, but myself, GA Edits, GA Fan TV, GA Zone, Pelador, any of them, to really grab this by the scruff of the neck and promote it more. I, in fairness, I think GA accounts are definitely doing it. And there's a lot of, there's a few women following me, my account, which is great. And I promote ladies football as well. I've gone to a few ladies football matches myself. It's actually a very good sport if you take the time just to sit down and watch a game. Like Cork and Dublin, the ladies final was very good, I have to say. Armagh this year were unbelievable. But a way to support, I suppose, accounts like mine promoting it more. RTE promoting it more. And I suppose lads just not being so sexist all the time, really. I find it very annoying that lads just, they wipe away the sport from their memories as if it's nothing. And I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You know, and it, it's some people are saying, oh, it's not the same organisation, technically. But don't they play the same sport as the men, Gaelic football? I know Camogie is a different name. But don't they use hurlies? I, I, I mean, I think some people are very sexist and it has to stop. So I think that, I think RT and TG Car, well, in fairness, TG Car are promoting it very well in fairness to them. Especially the latest football, it's brilliant to watch. They need to promote it more. And as I said, social media accounts such as my own, GA Edits, GA Fan TV, Pelador, etc. Need to promote it more and it definitely deserves recognition because it's, an unbelievable sport, ladies football. Komogi as well has improved massively this year, I have to say. And I hope you all watch the sport because it's brilliant to watch. And thank you for all the questions. I'll be back with this probably next weekend. So my guest today is Carlo Intercounty Hurler, Martin Kavner. Now, in this interview, Martin talks about Carlo's season overall and their hopes for next season as well as their hopes, possibly the league and the Joe McDonough Cup. It probably was a disappointing year for Carlo in many ways, getting relegated from Division 1, coming fourth in the Joe McDonough, but albeit they did draw against the eventual winner Antrim. So 
maybe that's something to build on. And obviously, news just broke out this week that Tom Mullally, the former Mount Leinster Rangers manager, will take charge of the Carlo Hurlers after Colin Bonner's departure. And things seem to be looking up for Carlo. Also, the interview we touch on, say, Mullins run in the Carlo County Championship. Obviously, last year they reached only the semi-final stage. Failing to pose a serious chance to Mount Leinster Rangers. But obviously, with the last All-Ireland Club Championship was ongoing, Mullins actually reached the Leinster final where they lost to eventual All-Ireland champions, Ballyhale Shamrocks. So he seems to be doing very well at club level as well. And of course, he's one of Carlo's best players. So Martin sat down to chat to me and here's what he had to say. So I'm here with Carlo Intercounty Hurler, Martin Kavner, just to talk about Carlo's season and their hopes for next season. First of all, Martin, how are you? Good, thanks very much. Thanks, uh, uh, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. Uh, delighted to, to, to join. And um, how's things with you? Air perfect. Yeah, it's a bit strange in these strange times, but sure, we'll get out the right end of it anyway. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Uh, I suppose just want to talk about Carlo's season. In the job at Dutta Cup, you finished fourth, but you drew against Antrim, the eventual winners of the competition, and you performed well against some teams in the league as well. How would you race the Carlos season overall? Uh, sure. Honestly, it was it was a bad year. Um, it was for Carlo Hurland. Obviously, we we got relegated in Division One of the in the league, which was disappointing for us because you know, we put a lot of emphasis on the league. You know, it's very important to us, like. Um, but I felt we were good enough to stay in the league, in staying it, but we just didn't get the results at the right time. And then the relegation final, we just didn't turn up against Westmead, and they kind of they got a, bit, a good start. And as we came back on the second half, well, we had too much to do. Then the Joe Matona, then we went into it obviously with we obviously just stopped the season had stopped, and then we got back into things again after the, after the lockdown. And again, we started well against Antrim, should have been him. Um, then after that, then sure, kind of fell over lane against Mead, and then went down to Kerry needing to win, and we should have beat him, but we didn't win. So all in all, disappointing. Um, we wanted to stay in Division One, obviously, and win the Joe Mack, and we didn't do either. So look, we that's that's years behind us now. So we're looking forward now to the new year ahead. So hopefully that will get going soon. You know. <clears throat> and uh, I suppose, yeah, as you said, it was a bit disappointing. But I suppose in this year gone by, it's been strange for everybody. And it was strange no more so than the players. I suppose as an intercounty player playing in a COVID environment, how would you find this with the no atmosphere and etc.? Yeah, sure. Obviously, it's, it is strange enough with, with no, no crowds there. Um, to be honest with you, after maybe the first game, where I was, I thought it was fine. I didn't really. You'd be so clued in in the game, you wouldn't really know, or you you wouldn't mind what's going on, you know, around anyway. I suppose even when the crowd is there, I suppose the only thing obviously is different is the noise. That maybe when maybe when you know you you need a few pints or whatever, you're trying to hold on. That the crowd does help, all right there when um they're shouting and and, and driving you on. I suppose to, to the finishing line, but. Overall, I, I, to be honest with you, it was it wasn't too, it wasn't bad. It wasn't overly it wasn't bad as I, think, I thought it'd be. Um, so look, hopefully, I suppose where the league does get going this year, I'd say it will be it'll be behind closed doors. But maybe 
come the summer now, um, you might be allowed a couple of supporters in. Like obviously, look, it's 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 not, it's not the same. But obviously, we'd all love the fans there because you know that it's the part of GA. That's what it's all about. So hopefully, they'll get back. We'll be allowed to have supporters back in very soon. You know. Yeah, hopefully, the sport will definitely miss the intercounty action and. Hopefully it'll get it back soon, but yet again, we never know in the next few months. I suppose in this Carlo year, you probably are the best player the Carlo team, but is there any other Carlo player that we should be looking out for next season? Oh, Jesus. Put me on the spot. Look, there's, there's loads of talent in Carlo. Look, um, there, there's no doubt about that. You know, we had a very successful team over where we call them. That Bonner, we won plenty of trophies and... Um, Look, we're looking. We'll be looking to do so in the next in the next year and or more. So, yeah, there's loads of hurdles. Obviously, my own my own club, James Dial is um is a very good hurdler. Like he's he be twenty. He's only twenty five, you know, at the moment. So he's he, he's loads of hurling in them. Um, obviously, Chris Nolan from Outlands Rangers, John Nolan, their brothers are very good. Um, Ted Joyce, you know, and then you have. The two wheelings from Ballon Hill and Kieran and Shawnee, them two, they weren't playing with us now um, the year gone by, but the previous years they have been. And so hopefully we can get all these lads in with us now this year, you know. And then um, just loads of talent there. There's plenty of young lads coming as well. So we'll see. Then obviously there's a, we have a new management team now. So hopefully um, see, we'll see who they'll be calling call in now. But there's, look, there's loads of horrors in Carlo and there's plenty of talent there. there. So it's, 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 it's very exciting, like, you know. Yeah, and you were touching on this uh, a bit there in the la- about the last question, but Colin Bonner obviously stepped down as Carlo boss, won the Joe McDonough Cup, which he did well in the last few years with Carlo Hurling. How would you rate him as a manager overall? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't speak high enough of, of, of Colin, to be honest with you. I thought he was, he's a very good manager, very good man management. You know, he, he got along with with the players, with all of them. Like you know, he was he was very good, and he was brilliant for us. As he came in really at the right time, when he came in, you know, Carlo Hurling was in a bad place. Like um, to go on, kind of go nowhere, got relegated to Christy Ring, and then when he came in, then like he just re re rejuvenated the whole thing, and um, obviously won the Christy Ring, then lost the Division Two final that year, but then the the the, the following year won the Division Two final and won the Joe Mack, and obviously held her on then in in. Division One League that year, we stood up awfully in the relegation final, and obviously we played the Leinster group stage that year as well. And you know, we 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 had savage matches in that. We went up to Galway in the first round, and you know, ten minutes to order three points in it, like they, they pulled away in the end of it by six points. And you know, we had savage year, savage year that year. We had Kenny at home, and, and it was packed and down Wexford Park it was brilliant. Like so we played, we played great hard under Colin. Like so, yeah, no, I can't speak high enough of him now. Anyway, and I suppose look, it, it was his fifth year, and it was probably time. You know, unfortunately, you know everything has to come to an end that way, and and it was his time to go. But you no, know, he he's very I I rate him very highly now, and I'm sure he'll he'll go on to do good things again with whoever he decides to go to next. Yeah, outstanding manager for Cardo, as you said, and hope he will achieve bigger and better things in the future. I suppose onto the new manager Tom Mullally. He got Monster Leinster Rangers into an All Ireland final, which was a superb achievement from him. He's also managed Wexford underage, I believe, as well. Are you excited about this new manager coming in? Yeah, no, I definitely am excited. Excited about um, them coming in. Obviously, I don't know the man personally or anything, or I never spoke to him. But obviously, I'll be good friends with the Rangers lads, and and um, 
you know, they, they speak very highly of him, like, and and I know he's he's very well regarded around around the Carlo and and many other counties in Wexford and Tikenny and these and, and and these places, like, so yeah, very exciting. You know, it's always exciting when when a new manager comes in. You know, it's 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 just a fresh start for everyone, and you know, it's kind of the start again for you know everyone is fighting for their place again and. You know, we hopefully, like as I said, there's there's a special group of players there still, like so. Hopefully, um, you know, we can, Tom can get the best out of us, and it's you now with the COVID, where everything would be great to get going training now with him, but obviously that's going to be put on hold for another while. But yeah, no, it seems to be a good excitement around the place again, like so. Hopefully, um, you know, we can get get working with Tom and, and the new management very soon, like. Yeah, and leading on to that, onto next season's league and championship. In the Joe McDonough Cup again, you have a brilliant chance of going up with uh, the likes of Antrim. They're you know, out of that Joe McDonough Cup. You're, you're mixing with the likes of Westmead and Kerry. You definitely have a great chance. What are your hopes for next year for Carlo? Sure. <clears throat> I suppose, look, we're in Division 2 with League and we're in the Joe McDonough, obviously. So, you know, we have to be looking at winning both of them competitions. You know, there's no point saying anything else like um uh, we'll, it'll be tough, obviously. You know, there's are very good teams in both of them competitions, but it's 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 very, I suppose, level level playing field at the same time. So hopefully, look, we'll we'll get in and we'll get trained hard, and hopefully, we we'll get good, good players in, and um, we'll push and look, we'll we'll try, we'll try, we'll obviously our aim is to win 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 both of them. But so look, we play, we we'll take it game by game, and so hopefully, we'll uh, get the fixture soon and get back at it. But um, definitely to. To, to to both to make both finals and win them like that's definitely the goal for for the year ahead like yeah and um, I suppose the Leinster Championship there was no relegation this year Leash staying up Antrim went up and in the future if you go up then you have a better chance than the last time of staying up in Leinster initially when it uh, came in were you a bit annoyed that it didn't come in earlier so you would have you would have had the chance to stay up. An extra year? Ah, yeah, of course. Like you know, <clears throat> it, t- it was a bit of a, I suppose, uh, kicking the tea, if you like. Um, you know, as we we held our, own, I thought we held our own that year up in the Leinster League, you know, and it was the first time I suppose for a lot of us playing in in, in that environment, that standard with them crowds, like so. I know, obviously, it was a very good experience for us. So. If we had that, to, if we had to be, if we kept, if we, we stayed up and we had that the following year, then I thought, then we would have brought us on more and more. But look, it is what it is. We were the unfortunate ones in a way that we were the first ones up and we had to come back down. But at least, it, at least it's there now and it's in place. So it's another, it's it's another reason why why we should we. It's another goal to try to get up there and try to stay up there. So like you know, because it's it's now it is a great chance for. Whoever comes out with John McDonough to, to stay up there, like you know, for a couple of years and, and, and play against the best teams, like so that's one of our goals, and, and hopefully we can we can achieve that like this year, you know. Hopefully it happens for the smaller counties. I definitely think it should have been brought in sooner, but it's brought in now and better late than never, I suppose. Mm. I suppose on um the leash success, like in 2019, beating Dublin, coming close enough to Tipperary, and Antrim a few years ago coming up against Cork and running them close in the quarterfinals. Them type of stories in the Hurley Championship, does that give you renowned confidence for Carlo? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, look, you can't be a underdog. At the, you know, at the end of the day, like you touched on them, Lawrence Rangers. Like I suppose that was similar to like you know to the underdog. And I suppose look, it's it's a lot of down to do with the group of players too. If you if you have everyone pulling together and driving and and training hard and everyone wanting the same thing, like you know, it's 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 very hard to stop that. Like a team from from achieving what they want to achieve. Like so. It's great to see like Leash put to push as you say push Flair there last year to a point like and, and we had many we had many occasions like that as well like obviously we drew to Galway in the league there in 2019 and so <coughs> plenty of us have a taste for it like you know but and it's just trying to get back there again like obviously we're we're falling down the pecking order a little bit now but like them, them those players that drew to Galway are still there like and and and, just, and there's more coming behind that group again so hopefully look we can get back to, to days like that again and. And hopefully, look, they'll be coming soon. Hopefully, do for Carlo. Like you'd love to see Carlo back at the top table, like other counties, I suppose. And the more hurling teams there are in the championship, competitive enough, the better. In the future, I suppose moving away from Carlo and onto your club, St Mullins. Obviously, they were Leinster finalists in 2019. Mount Leinster Rangers and St Mullins have swapped county titles in Carlo since 2009, really. Mm. Um, how would you rate the club season overall for St Mullins? Just, just a year gone, say. Just a year gone, yeah. Asher, obviously, well, look, it was, it was it was very poor from our perspective. Um, you know, a couple of months previous, we were we were playing Leinster fight against Ballyhale, and um, you know, this year we we we, we lost semi final, so we we're the third best team in Carlo, like you know. So obviously disappointed. Um. Uh. So yeah, just it was just a bad year in general, I suppose, for 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 Simons as and 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 Simons involved the Carlo, like I suppose to come down from the high of twenty nineteen to to really do to to have a bad year, it was it was tough. But I suppose look, you learn from it and to make it better for the year ahead, and I suppose it makes you more hungrier again now to to try achieve things, try achieve those big things again. So we're all um, pulling at the we're all mad to get going, like so. Yeah, definitely a bad year 2020. So I, I'm, I'm happy to see that year gone now, to be honest with you. And I'm just looking forward to the year ahead. Yeah, and I suppose you mentioned this earlier. Bullens did lose to Ballyhale in 2019, and Ballyhale won the whole thing. And Mount Leinster Rangers reached an all Ireland final a few years ago. That must be brilliant for Carlo Hurling, having two brilliant club sides in many ways. Yeah, so considering there's. There's only four or five senior teams in car, like you know, we're, we're definitely punching the hover weight, like that in that sense. Um, so I suppose look, that Rangers, I suppose, set the, set the standard, like, and then we and for everyone really in Carlo, and it took everyone a few years to get up to them, like you know, and sure, we did eventually kind of in 14, we only won 14, 15, and 16, and then they won 17 and 18, and then obviously we went 19, and they won last year again, so. You know, Michael, I suppose Michael have won it since all five, but before that, Michael were a dominant team as well. Like, you know, they were one of the best teams in Carlow and they were running the, the great Kilkenny teams to, to a couple of points in Leinster clubs and, and, and so on. Like, so I suppose Carlow has Carlow clubs to be, to be well, I suppose, taught of around, around Ireland as well. Like, so for a small county, and as I said, there's only four or five teams, like, we, we definitely do well. Like, so it's, it's, it's great. Well, hopefully, look, there can be a few more club teams. Um, uh, coming on like say Carroll Town and these clubs can come on again and make make Carroll Club seem stronger and the county team stronger it can only be good for Carroll like if you can get these teams going you know yeah you definitely agree with you there 
And I suppose the club championship was coming before the inter-county championship after the pandemic this year. It's the other way around, more, more or less. Would you have rather the club championship coming before the inter-county championship or the way the way it's going to go this year? Uh, no real preference, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's fine the way it is. Like, I suppose it, there's no real difference in a way because it was always county first in club. Like, so I suppose in that regards, it's the same. Like, you know, club was always finished that time. But <clears throat> I, I preferred, I preferred, I suppose, the way it is. Yeah, county first, club second. There's something about playing a club in August, September, October. Like, it's just. It's just the club time, said. So there's no real difference that way. Um, but I think the split season is good because I know just from years gone by, like you're kind of you're with county and you're going to club, you're going back to county, you're back to club, and it was just kind of pulled back and forth, back and forth. And we're now is you're been with county and that's it, like. And when that's done, then straight to your club and you, you won't go back to county then, like. So I think it's it's a good it's a, it's it's a, it's the right way to go about it, like. So I think it'll, it'll be better. For everyone involved, yeah. Yeah, I suppose everybody has different views on us. And yeah, probably, I I think people would rather to county for standard, but I suppose the club, the community, nothing really beats mm. it, I suppose. Uh, I suppose Martin will wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining and best of luck to St Mullins, yourself and Carlo in the coming years. Yeah, thanks. Thanks really for having me and best luck with the podcast. I'd like to thank Martin Kavanagh for having the time to sit down and chat to me about his season with Carlo and St Mullins. I wish Martin all the best in the couple of years. And Carlo, though, in the Joe McDonough Cup, they have a huge chance of going up. I wish Martin and the rest of the Carlo, of course, the best of luck in the Joe McDonough Cup and in the league as well, where they're bidding to get back to Division 1. And of course, for St Mullins, the club championship is about to go ahead, I would think, around July or August. And I wish Martin all the best of luck in that. So that brings an end to another episode of the GA Statsman podcast. I'd like to thank you all very much for listening to me once again today. And I hope you all stay safe. Until the next episode, I'll see you then.